This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. A warm, warm welcome back for another beautiful week together on our Erev Shabbos Kedesh Pashas Bahaleischa Tavshin Pegimel, and a very, very warm welcome to all of our radio family. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you for making us part of your busy. Er, Shabbos says we are still literally on the shortest Fridays of the year, but there's always time to learn something together, always time to be inspired together. So the very end of the Pasha talks about the incident of Miriam speaking Lashon Hara about her brother, Moshe Rabbeinu, and we're told that she was afflicted with Tzoras, and the whole nation waited. The whole people didn't travel, until Miriam was brought in. And Rashi teaches that HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructed the entire Jewish nation to wait for Miriam Hanaviyah to be healed before he allowed them to move on to their next encampment. This was her reward for the extra moments she spent at the river to keep an eye on her baby brother Moshe. What did she really do that was worthy of such extraordinary reward that an entire nation waited for her? She did very little, and after all, it was for her brother. Such devotion is to be expected. Yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu recorded those moments because little things, simple actions, are what defines greatness and thus deserves distinction. Chesed, be it either personal or organizational, has become a favorite commodity of people who want to do good, to better the lives of those who are either not as fortunate or do not realize how fortunate they really are. Some undergo challenging circumstances, right? And some have uh, convinced themselves that their lives are miserable. In any event, certain people and organizations are prepared to help. This is all very good. How many are prepared to do the little things, such as smiling to someone or greeting them with a resounding good morning? Have a great day. How are you feeling today? Right? Chesed is not only about the kind of exotic situations for which one receives all kinds of accolades. At times, that simple smile can change a person's life and engender him with feelings of self-worth and esteem, which are often lacking. A smile costs nothing and is simple to produce. Yet, some people find it hard. To smile. It enriches others with the memory that someone cares. Everybody, regardless of his, her station in life, needs and craves a smile. It validates without exacting a major toll on the individual who smiles. I present a quote, which I think it's attributed to to an unknown author that should guide us. It says, nobody needs a smile as much as those who have none left to give. At times, that little things are our superior and last longer than those we perceive to be as you know, monumental types of, of, of chesed. And that's what Yiddishkeit is. You know, it's in a funny kind of way, it's easier to get up and do the big things. And yes, you have to be part of a big project and, 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 you know, well, in the olden days it was save Russian Jewry and now, now there's all kinds of causes, all kinds of things that, that we do because, you know, these are the things that, uh, that everyone talks about as, as necessary. Yes, we have to give, we have to give a big stock or we have to, we have to, uh, uh make sure that our communal organizations are, 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 are strong. But we forget sometimes. That the world is made up of, of people. And, and it's sometimes people have so many tsaras and people have so much difficulty and, and, and sorrow and, and trouble in, in their life 
that the very fact that we pick up a phone on the air of Shabbos and call two people who you haven't spoken to the whole week and who you think might benefit to have you speak to him. Let's try that. Maybe today it's a bit late, so it's very bit close to Shabbos, but let's see if we can make someone else's life better in a very, very small way. This is 11.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul, back on your radio. Erev, Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Beha, or if you're near to show, you'll be totally confused because this is Pashas, Shalach, in Eretz Yisrael. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate your company. We really appreciate any inspiration that you can give us. Baruch Hashem, it's always good to get some kind of feedback just to know that people are there, so that someone's out there, you know, you sit and talk sometimes. It feels like one's talking to the, to, to the walls. But we have a fascinating Pasha this, this week. And at the end of the Pasha, sort of the last incident of the Pasha, where we know that Miriam finds out that Moshe Abenu has separated himself from his wife, because Moshe Abenu was a Novi like no other prophet, no other Navi in the world, and had to be ready at every moment to receive the divine conversation, to be in communication with, with, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and Miriam found this out and was perturbed, and thought that somehow uh, she also, and, Mir- and Aaron were also in Nevi'im, and yet they had not separated themselves from their spouses, and, and why did Moshe Rabbeinu feel he had to do it. Of course, she was wrong because Moshe Rabbeinu was entirely different level of prophecy than, than, than they were. And Hashem was cross with them and called them together, called the three of them, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, out to the Almaid. And Miriam was uh, inflicted with with the uh, Tzoras, with a, a, a type of, of uh, yeah, type of a Torah's uh, inflection, and Moshe Rabbeinu, we're told, davens for her. Uh, the shortest filler in history, as the Pasuk says, Vayitzak Moshe, just before Maftir, it says, Vayitzak Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu cries out, El Hashem, Lema to Hashem, saying, Kel, Hashem, God, no refa no la, please uh, heal, heal her. Now, the Gemara in, in Brochus, on Daflam Dalid, says, Amrav Yaakov, Amrav Chista, says, Kol hamavakish rachamim al-chaveroi, anytime you daven and beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu for mercy for a friend, ain't tzarech l'haskir shemoy. You don't have to mention the name of the person. Very strange thing we find. Usually you make a mishpach, you daven, so we say the name of the, of the, of the sick person. Here, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Allah refers to us as her. Right? And the Gemara quotes this person, Shnema Kel no Rafa And it doesn't mention her name at, at all. In other words, in the same way as Moshe Rabbeinu, when he davened for Miriam, did not mention her name, so too it's appropriate that anyone who's davening for a friend, for someone you know, someone you love, someone you care for, uh, some kind of other other sick person, he doesn't need to mention to mention the name. Now, uh, the Shevet Hamusa, the Gainer Belio Hakain, he in his in his uh, in his sefer actually the sefer uh, Azar. El Elio in Simon Kuf Chav Zayin says as follows. He asks a question that. <laughs> What's the problem? What's so difficult about mentioning the name of the, of the Chayla or, or, or not? Like what difference does, does it make? And he answers because Chazal saying, he brings the Gemara in, in the Dorim on Daf Memalaf says, no ill person can recover from his illness 
Only after he has reached the stage where all of his Averis are forgiven. And he quotes a Pesach in Tehillim, in Kuf Yudgimel, Kuf Gimel, where it says, Hasaleach lachol avanaychi, Hashem, one who forgives all of your sins, Haroife lachol tachloichi, who heals all of our, all of our, um, our maladies. And furthermore, he says, uh, uh, also, there's another Pesach that says, it's a famous one in, in Shish Layom that we said on, on Thursday, says we call Bakese Liyom Chagel, we're talking about there, going to Gemara elsewhere, it's talking about Rosh Hashanah, where we have a Chag, where the moon is covered, but what he learns is that we, uh, uh, we, yeah, we cover the, 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 uh, that which is known, and we don't mention, we don't mention it at all. Why? Why don't? In order that the Satan should not know and, and come and, uh, and accuse. Once you start mentioning the name, then we know exactly who is being spoken about. And the Satan will say, one second, uh, you want to cure this person? But look at everything is done. So we do it almost like anonymously, he says, in order that the Satan should not know who we're talking about and come and start making, uh, and start making, make problems. Right? And so, in the same, in the same vein, he says, you shouldn't mention the name of the sick person when you daven, in order again that the Satan should not know on who we're davening from, and come to try to, uh, somehow interfere with our, with our tvilis, right? And, and somehow claim that, yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, worth it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or not appropriate for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to, to heal, heal this person, because look, he still has Averis. Not all of his Averis have been, have been, uh, forgiven, forgiven yet. And therefore, it's not, uh, it's not yet time to, to heal him. Or maybe he'll even come in and make accusations and he'll bring, uh, new information. He'll bring to the party maybe new things or, or raise doubts about some of the mitzvahs that a person does and try to impugn them and try to, try to really, really throw a spanner in, in the works. Right, and and maybe uh, he'll argue that maybe God forbid uh, the person should actually pass away from this from this sickness. However, when we don't mention the name of of the sick person, so then as we said, the the, the Satan doesn't know who we're davening from, and in between somehow the thriller can sneak in and 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 be effective and do what it needs to 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 accomplish. And even though. That, uh, you could have a situation, God forbid, where this ill person maybe should have died because of the Averis he's done from this illness. Akarishbok will still hear the thriller of those who are davening for him and, and make a, a new decree and, and, and give him a decree of, of, of renewed, renewed life. And, you know, Akarishbok is always, say, Mate Klape he's always trying to do uh, a kindness, maybe, maybe the person will then, if we give him another opportunity, maybe he'll do tshuva, right? Because Akash Baruch doesn't, as we know, Akash Baruch doesn't want people to, 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 uh, to die. It's interesting that what he says. The, the Chasim Seifer says something very, very similar in his Chidushim to, to Mesechas Nadorim there on, on Dathmem, but he actually wants to make a distinction between a case of whether the sick, whether the person who's dominating is actually standing in the presence of, of the sick person, when if he's not standing in front of the, of the sick person, where he says that once you're standing in front of the, of the, of the patient, then you don't need to, to mention his, his name, but perhaps if the patient is not there, then it would be necessary to, to, to mention, to mention the name. Similarly, also, uh, he, he writes there, the, the, the Gemara, that, uh, that says that when Ravdimi came, uh, uh, from Eretz Israel, so he said that anyone who visits a sick person, so he causes him that he should continue to live. And someone who doesn't visit the sick person, 
Chasushom, you could possibly cause the opposite and cause cause the demise of of of, of the person. So he says, what's uh, what's what's going to be the cause out of what, what you know? How is a visit so so effective? So if you want to say because it says that when you visit a sick person, so the natural thing to do is to daven for him. You come in there, you see he's not well. You see that you know, kind of being there sometimes evokes within the person really the seriousness of the of the situation. You know, seeing is is believing. When you go there and you actually know and see how how sort of down and out and how how sometimes uh, critical or or in pain or or in suffering a person is. So that really, really sort of gets a person going and he's really able to daven and and, and muster up a huge amount of koyach, a huge amount of concentration and and focus and feeling in 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 his uh in in his davening and 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 beseech Baruch Hu for rachem and for mercy that he should that he should live. We'll take a break here and come back in a moment with much more on this topic. This is one one point nine. Chai FM. The program is soul to soul. We're coming back right now. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb only on one hundred one point nine Chai FM. 101.95, and this is all, this is all, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kedish, Parashas Baleska. We're talking about davening for a sick person, and we're commenting on the, bringing the words of the Chasm Seifer on the Gemara there in the Durham, where the Gemara says that when Rabdimi said, came, he says, anyone who visits a sick person, so it causes him that he should live. And anyone who doesn't visit a sick person causes, unfortunately, the opposite. Ask Gemara, what is it that, that actually does that? So Gemara's thought that possibly it means that anyone who visits a sick person will daven for him, will see his, how, how serious his condition is. Somehow, when you see something, it becomes much, much more real in your life, and you'll really be moved to daven for that person that he should live. And if he doesn't go and visit the sick person, so what, is he really then... <laughs> Doing the opposite, is he then really uh, beseeching Hashem that the person should not live? How, how could you imagine something? One says, "Sheyoma Salkadat." Would you really think that not going is is a is a vote? God forbid that you actually want the person to 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 die. So one says, "No, it doesn't mean that." What it means is that anyone who does not visit a sick person, so he's not going to daven. He's unmoved, he's involved in his business, he's running around doing his own stuff. He's not going to really daven for him that that he should live. And he's, in fact, he's not going to daven either way. He's not going to daven he should live. He's not going to daven he should die. He's neutral. He's not involved at all. And in the rush explains over there, and that's a terrible, terrible thing. Because if you would visit him, then you would be positively involved, and you would daven for him and have and and beseech Hakadosh Baruch Hu for mercy that he should live. So the fact that you are not going means that you are losing out on the opportunity, and this person is losing out on the opportunity to have your tefillah offered up for him. And it could very well be that this is a esrotzen, that this is a tremendously desirable moment. For, for the tefillah, and, and that tefillah might go very, very far, might get very, very effective in, 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 in Shemayim. And by not going to visit, you cause that, that, that moment is, is missed, that opportunity is, is, goes by the boards. And, and in fact, the Ran says, and that's why the Gemara says, if you visit the sick person, that helps through his tefillah, even even to the extent where it could turn around the decree and you could manage to, to, to live. Why? Because that's an incredibly effective filler when you're there and, and you're really moved and, and, and you're really inspired to, to daven, to daven properly. So the Chasim Seifer explains, he, that he wants to explain it based on another statement of Chazal in, in the Goran Brachas of Lamadalin, that if you, if you, Beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu for mercy in the presence of the ill person, so then you don't even need to mention his name. And he quotes our apostle, Kel Narafan Aloha, Moshe Rabbeinu did not mention uh, Miriam's name. And and he quotes, the Chassan Sofer quotes the Mekubalim, 
that uh, when you, in fact, mention the name, that uh, arouses a little bit of, of judgment against him, even though uh, uh, through the davening you're, 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 you're accruing so much benefit by davening, but nevertheless, sometimes it could cause a little bit of damage, a little bit of a loss by mentioning his name, which is not the case when you're davening in front of the sick person, so there's no need to mention his name at all. So then you're not in any way uh, uh, causing any sort of a, a, a diminution of the tefillah because you don't have to mention the name. And then it's pure, pure benefit. You're just getting the full value of the tefillah without anything in any way getting in the way. In other words, when you go to visit a sick person and there you daven that he should recover and he should live, so that's great because... You don't need to mention his his name, and therefore there's no possibility that there could be aroused any judgments against him. But if you don't visit the, the person, so then and you therefore yes, you may be davening. But if you're davening not in front of the person, then you have to mention his name. And the moment you mention his name, that could be slightly detrimental. To, to the person, because that could arouse uh, uh, judgments against them by, by the satan being being aroused to 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 prosecute. Now the Chasm Seifer, uh, in his in his commentary on 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 the Chumash, in Pashas told us, also wants to explain. Similarly, it says we know that Rivka and Yitzchak were childless, and it says that Yitzchak. And he says as follows. He says, we already know that if you're davening for someone else, so you have to mention either uh, his, his father or his mother. And Yitzchak did not want to mention uh, uh, Rivka's parentage. Because both both her father and mother were 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 rishayim. they were terrible terrible people. But if the person who's davening is standing there by the person by the subject by the person they're davening for, then there's no need to mention his name. And therefore, Yitzchak was davening He was davening mamish in the presence of of of, of his wife. And that's why the pasuk puts right next to it the 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 reason why did he daven why did Yitzchak daven right next to his wife because she she was the daughter of of uh, of of Basur, right and she was the sister of Lovin Arami that 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 there was she was mamisha from a, a family of of of, of terrible terrible people. And therefore Yitzchak wanted to do everything he possibly could not to have to mention their name in his tefillah because that would possibly arouse some kind of an accusation against him. But however, he asks uh, uh, that in the uh, the Gemara says in, in Tainus on Davchav Gimel, Gemara tells a story there that Rabmani used to often uh, sort of be in the presence of Rav Yitzchak ben Eliyashov. And one time he complained to him. It's not fair. There, there, there's some wealthy people in my, in my family and they drive me crazy. They're, 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 you know, their mamish make my life uh, a misery. So Rav Yitzchak said, fine. And let's, I'll daven that they should become poor. And in fact, they became, they became, uh, they became poor. And then he says, yeah, but now they're poor. Now they're expecting me to, to support them and, and, and look after them. Okay. So he says, so, but rather they should come back and, and they should become, uh, wealthy. They should become wealthy, uh, again. And, and then, then they won't, they won't drive you, they won't drive you crazy. And then he says, yeah, but my, my, you know, now my wife, is is driving me crazy because she's not so she's not so pretty, um. So so he says, well, okay, um, what's her name? So he says, her name is Chana. So he says, well, Chanukah should should become beautiful, and she became very beautiful. But then he came back and complained to his rebbe, 
now this her beauty has made her all haughty and, and a big shot and, and she's she's driving me crazy. So he says, Okay, if so, then let Khana go back to her original appearance and Khana went back to what she looked like before. Now the question was, why was why do you have to ask him his name? Why was there a need to mention the the khayr? and why did he even ask for her name? Furthermore, he says, it's difficult from another Gemara there in in uh, Tainus to to Daf later. So it says that Jabachanina ben Doisa had a neighbor that was building a house. And the the beams didn't you know, the the beams he ordered weren't big enough, they didn't sort of cover the space. So he came in front of him and she said to him, I built my house, but uh it it it's not gonna it's not gonna stand properly. So he said to her, What's your name? So she said to him, My name is Echai. So he says to her, uh that Echai, your beams should be appropriate, they should reach where they have to they they have to go. And says the Bryce that they did. The the beams are all stretched and they 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 did they, they did the job. Right? And to such an extent where they actually stuck out an amma in every in every direction. So again, why did he have to know the name? Why couldn't he just why couldn't he just daven? So the first question says it's possible to answer based on what the Chassim Sefer says, where he tried to make a distinction between whether you're in front of the ill person or not in front of them. Because then we said, if you're not in front of them, then it was appropriate that he should find out Hannah's name because she wasn't there, so he, so he had to daven her. And therefore he needed to ask the name of the, of the, of the wife because uh, she wasn't there. But the the question from the Gemara on, on Daf Chafei is a very very strong, it's a very strong question. Why there did he need to did he need to know the, the name? And therefore, perhaps there's room to say a, a new understanding in in what the Gemara is saying. Why is there no need to mention the name of the Chole? Uh, uh, and perhaps but we can we can introduce it with the following concept. They tell a story about the Baba Sali, right? That one time he wasn't feeling so good and they had uh, no other, other choice. They had to contact a, uh, a doctor that he should come in and examine the, the Rav. So the, the first doctor came, but the Baba Sali pushed him aside and wouldn't allow him to, to examine him. And he asked that they should bring another another doctor. So they brought another doctor, but the second doctor also, Baba Sali didn't didn't like, and and uh, he sent him away. And they had to bring a third doctor. However, he also three doctors that the Baba Sali did not uh, did not allow to to touch him. It was on the fourth doctor where the Baba Sali agreed that he should examine. And he, in fact, did examine the Rav and, and gave him a, uh, a script with all the necessary medicines that he had to, that he had to take. So afterwards, the Baba Sali asked the doctor that, um, he should, uh, take some, some almonds and he should make a bracha. However, the doctor refused because, uh, he was allergic to, to, uh, to almonds. The Baba Sali was, was stubborn and said, no, if you're not going to take uh, the what I'm offering you, then I'm not going to take your medicines either. So the doctor was very worried, but the Baba Sali promised him that if he would eat, he would no longer uh, be allergic to it. And in fact, he did. He ate the almonds and... Uh, Miraculously, the allergy was was gone. So after the uh, after the doctor left, so they asked the Baba Sali, "Why did you send away the first the first three three uh, three doctors and only him you allowed in?" So the Baba Sali answered them, "Because all those who came before him, 
I didn't see the Malach Rafael who came with him. It was only this doctor where I saw that when he came in, the Malach Rafael came in also. It's a similar story also with the, uh, the, with the Magra Mezrich that, uh, one time, uh, a, a very distinguished Yid came from Vilna and passed through the city of Mezrich and he was on a, on a business, on a business trip. And when he heard the, the greatness of, of, of the market, so he decided to come and, and, uh, and visit him and, and, uh, you know, pay him, pay, pay, pay his respects to, to the market. And when he came in, he told the market that even though he had no special request or, 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 or need from, from the tzaddik, he still, he still wanted to come because he heard about the great, uh, the great uh, tzaddik, and uh, he had the desire to to have this chus to see his 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 holy face. So the Magid answered and, and said to him, "You should know that it's not the doctor who who uh, cures the sick person, but it's the malach that comes with him. He is the one that brings the ref- the refua." And if he uh, heals the king, so then the Malach uh, uh, Rafael comes with him himself. So the, the, the Jew is quite astonished to hear such a, such a strange answer that uh, he didn't even really understand and had nothing to do with the, with the question and he didn't, didn't know what was going on. And, and, uh, okay. So, uh, he, you know, really wondered, well, <laughs> why is this rabbi so, so great? So he left Mezrich and, and went back on his way. It didn't take very long until that year became very, very ill and, uh, he became, uh, tremendously ill with a very, very, uh, 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 contagious kind of, kind of disease and, and, uh, his, his life was, was in, in, in serious, serious danger. And all the doctors who were called to his, his to his bed, they they despaired of him. There was nothing they could they could do. So he says, at that time, so the the uh, the king of Prussia was on a field trip, and on his way he came with his whole entourage to the city of Vilna, and as part of his entourage came his his personal doctor, uh, who, who was called Dr. Gradia. And so the, the, uh, relatives of, of this, of this man came to the, to the party of, of, of the king and, and they asked the doctor to please, uh, would you be prepared to come and, 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 and you know, visit their, their relative and, and see if the, if he could, uh, they could help him. And he agreed to their request. And when he came to the bed of the sick person, and as soon as he began to, to examine him, straight away he said to all those that were pres- present in sort of a very sad uh, uh, voice, says, I don't understand why you uh, invited me here. Right? He goes, what do you think I am? You think I'm, I, I can do miracles? You think I can do trius, trius hamesim? He has no chance to to recover. So as he was walking towards the door before he left, so the sort of the doctor took one last look at the at the sick person, and suddenly he saw that his face is, his face suddenly changed. There was a bit of color in his face. Doctor turned around, went back to the dead, to the to the bed, and he was astonished at what he saw. And he began to touch and, 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 you know, sort of, uh, uh, take a heartbeat. And he saw that there is a hope. And he began, he sat down, he began writing, uh, uh, a, a script. And they sent a, a messenger to the, to the, to the pharmacy to bring, to bring the correct medicine. Right? As soon as the shaliach left the house, the doctor understood that, that, this, this, this patient was improving rapidly. And he said, no, no, 
bring, bring the shaliach back, and he wrote a different kind of, kind of medicine, which was more appropriate for his situation at the moment. And when the shaliach went out on the second time, and he was going to the, to the, uh, to, to the pharmacy, again, the doctor saw, that uh, the the condition was constantly, constantly improving, and uh, he needs yet another kind of medicine. And again, they brought the shaliach back, and again they ripped up the old script and wrote wrote something else. And in the meantime, when he looked at the sick person, he saw that the the disease was 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 leaving slowly, slowly, and and the doctor was absolutely amazed on on what he what he saw he had never ever seen such a such a, a recovery in a very very short time the the ill person became strong enough and he sat up on his bed and he turned to the doctor who was still sitting next to him <laughs> absolutely dumbstruck and he said to, and he said to him you should know that it's not the medicines that are going to bring about my my uh, healing. It's through the Malach Rafael that comes together with the doctor. And he uh, he told him the story that that uh, he didn't make these things up. That he had heard them from the, the holy mouth of the of the Magdal message. The doctor was absolutely amazed to hear this, and he asked. Where, where this, where this great, uh, Maggit leaves and, and the, uh, the, uh, doctor put down in his, uh, in his notebook that, that address and he went and, and he, he, uh, he, he left. I'm leaving you in the middle of a story. So we're going to go for a break now and I will come back and we're going to change our norm. I'll come back. And finish the story. This is one one point nine. Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on one hundred one point nine Chai FM. One hundred one point nine Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio. Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Behalaisachal in Tavshin Pei Gimel. We are doing something a little bit different. Normally at this point we'll give you the times for the week and then we'll talk about Hilchos Shabbos. But we haven't yet finished the concept. We've left you with a cliffhanger. Our patient was miraculously healed in a situation where we felt that he was not going to make it, and the doctor who was witness to this recovery, was absolutely amazed. And truth is that from that day on, this uh, Dr. Gardi couldn't couldn't uh, come to terms with his own neshama. You see, of course, he was a, a Jew, and, and, uh, but had unfortunately had long, long forgotten about his, uh, his religion, about his, about his past. But now, suddenly, because of this story, Something was roused. Something was aroused in inside inside of him, like a like a burning fire, and he began to uh, began to up, upset him. He began to sort of uh, 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 take away his, his his equanimity, and he remembered his his father in his father's house, Rav Shimshin, Rav Shimshin, who was a a a a, a beautiful straight and, 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 and perfect person, but who fell very, very ill with a broken heart when his son, unfortunately, went off the Derech and and Mitzvahs and began to go in, you know, graze and sort of, uh, in other, in other foreign fields. And, and, and now suddenly the son was suddenly aroused and, and his conscience began to, to prick him and, 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 and sort of, and, uh, wouldn't leave him, wouldn't leave him alone. And, you know, he was sort of, uh, uh, dragged by these invisible, invisible change to, to go to Mesrich. After a short time of, you know, being, uh, tossed back and forth, should I or shouldn't go, he left the court of the king and all the greatness that he had over there and he went 
to the Rebbe of, of, of Mezuch, right? In, in, in the, uh, in you know, this small village somewhere near, near, near Velazhin. And he had one request. He says, please, please, Rebbe, please heal me from my spiritual malaise. And if you help me and put me back on the derach, I will be prepared to help heal you from any physical, physical ailments you might have. And the reality was that from this, this, uh, this Dr. Gardi remained by the, the Magid and he kind of became part of his holy, holy, uh, uh, uh court for quite a long time until he became a, a, a big tzaddik himself because he was a, obviously a very, very big chokhem is a very clever and, and wise person and he had a tremendous, tremendous, uh, a neshama. But unfortunately, he had fallen into what they call the 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 klipas through through the various tivas, the various uh, desires that he he fell prey to, and and uh, the Ravamagid took him out from that, that that terrible deep place and brought him back to his neshama and brought him back to where he needed he needed uh, him be. And in fact, the of Israel from Vialnik. Uh, uh, confirmed in, 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 uh, in his, in his safer, uh, and, and he uses as a way of, of, of explaining the different madrigas of, of, uh, of, of, of tzaddikim. <clears throat> he says as follows. He says, until the time of the, of the Balshemtiv, right? Uh, uh, you know, the 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 uh, service of Hakadosh Baruch Hu was done mostly by people sort of afflicting themselves, self-flagellations. That was the way of cleansing one's one's uh, one one's soul. Once the Vashemtiv came, so the whole conduct changed. Now the great tzaddik who has the koyach in his hand to arouse rachamim uh, down here for for those who are in a very very lowly Madrega, as it's known from the great Magra Muslims, that he took this doctor, this Dr. Gardi, who was on such a deep and, and, and uh, besmirched in the mud of the of, of spiritual wilderness, and he brought him to the highest, highest level. That is really the work of a Malach Lekim Tzavakas. So we see that when a doctor comes to do his work, so he's accompanied by a malach. And the greater the doctor is, so too the malach that comes with him is, is greater until this, uh, 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 doctor of the king was Zaych that the malach Rafal himself came, came to. And, uh, Natoli Ravshitz writes in, in Zera, in Zera Kodesh that we know the word Rafal, right, has the same gematria as Shove shin vav hey. That, uh, that he stands to the right of a person and, and he also, he advocates in, 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 in the, uh, and gets and, and sort of induces the advocation of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov because Avram, we know Hashem added a hey to his name and to Yitzhak his reign, his name originally was Yitzchak with a sin and it got changed to a, a tzadi, as it says, Ushvosoy li Yitzchak. And Yaakov had, uh, uh, had the name, the, the letter Vov sometimes added to his name. So we have the letters Shin, Vov, and, and, uh, and Hey. And B'nai Yisachar says that there's a big distinction between a refuah that comes from the Malach Rafael to a refuah that comes from HaKadosh Baruch himself. And he brings the words of the Zayr HaKadosh on a Pesach in Yirmiyah, Heal me Hashem and I'll be healed. Why, 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 why does he have to say, and I'll be healed? So the Zayah Kodesh says the Kavani is that a Rafua that's done through the Malach Rafael is not necessarily a guaranteed Rafua that's going to last forever. 
but a refuah that comes from HaKadosh Baruch himself without a shaliyah without an intermediary is an absolute guaranteed refuah forever. And that's what it means, refuah Hashem. You do it yourself and then va'azir offer. Then I'll be certainly and eternally and eternally healed. And the Bnei Sark explains that this malach, right, his avoid, his whole job is to heal people. And he, he wants very, very much that after a day or two, so obviously, HaKadosh will send him again to do uh, 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 another avoid and help another person. And therefore, he doesn't do the job fully because he wants to have more and more opportunities to go back and, and heal a person. So therefore, now we can uh, 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 perhaps explain the, the tefillah. And we say, It says, as the as the Shlomo Zaman Oyerbach brings down that the Goyin Rabbi Yonason Ibishitz was once asked through a certain uh, 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 guy, so how can you say in your tefillah Roife Choyli Amisol? He only heals the Jewish the Jewish people. What about us? And he answered, the truth is we actually say Roife Kol Basar Hashem heals. Everyone in the brach of Asher Yotzar. And, and, and there the kavon is for everybody. But this bracha that, uh, the, in the Shemona Esrei is a special bracha for those who have a, a bris milah, as the Gemara in Megillah, in Megillah says. And therefore that's why this bracha is the eighth bracha in the Shemona Esrei, because Mila happens on the eighth day. And when the non-Jew left, so the going said to his Talmidim that the, the Al-Sha'apiyah MS, the truth is, there's another explanation. And that is, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu heals the, the Yidin, that's on a tremendously, tremendously high level, especially for Jews, where their refuah is also in such a way beyond, beyond nature of, 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 of the whole, of the whole world. Right? However, we can understand that maybe for the non-Jews, Hashem sends the Malach to heal them, and for us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Himself heal, heals, heals us. This may then be the power of its filler without the name of the Chayla, because without the name of the Chayla, Raphael doesn't know who to come and heal. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Himself has to come heal the person and that is a much more complete, much more wholesome refua than if it happens through the mouth. This is 11.9 Chai FM, the program is Soul to Soul. And this is the greatest radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Pasha's Chalai is a little bit of a <coughs> mixed up show this week. Normally we do the times of Shabbos earlier in the show, but somehow we got a little bit carried away talking about davening for sick people. And therefore we'll do it now. The most important times for this coming Shabbos are the earliest time for lighting Shabbos candles this afternoon is at 4.17, 17 minutes past four, less than an hour and a half from now. And we definitely can do it, get the house ready, get everything warm, get ourselves <coughs> bathed and ready. Let's make an effort and bring in that Kedusha Shabbos as soon as we possibly can and make our lives just transformed into the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tranquility and quiet and, and, and holiness of, of a Shabbos, of a Shabbos creation. The latest time for benching licht this afternoon is at five minutes past five. We're at the earliest time. Don't worry. Next week, it's already getting later. So don't despair. Next week will already be a minute. A minute later, 5.05 is Lichbenchen this coming Friday afternoon. And again, consider that the latest time for lighting. Do not use the time after that between there and Shkia for mundane situations. That's only for emergency 
injury time in a really, really desperate situation, we must consider that 5 past 5 is when Shabbos actually begins. That's when the car engines are turned off, the keys are put away, we are in shul getting ready to have mincha, and Shabbos has started in our in our life. <coughs> Shkia is at 5.23. That's your absolute latest time, even in injury time. Therefore, if you want to daven myrev after it's night and be able to say Krishna properly and not to have to repeat it, you have to wait only till 5.41. After 5.41, it's already night and you can daven myrev and then come home and there's a beautiful, long winter's Friday night to sit with lights, without lights, whatever it might be, and enjoy a beautiful El Shabbos, some wonderful hot food, some good company, some good divrei and even after the meal, there's plenty of time to open a safer and learn some Torah before bedtime. You can still manage, at least I say, a croissant of sleeping time. Tomorrow is Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Baleska, dramatic Wonderful Pashbalaisha and the Aftarah that goes with it. The Aftarah of Rani Vasimcha, we know very well. We do it also on Shabbos Hanukkah. And then it carries on as a regular, regular Shabbos. We are this week reading Perik Bayes of Perkyovis. This is the second week of the second cycle of Perkyovis. So we'll do Perik Bayes again. Put some time into it. Open a safer, open a commentary. Try to understand the Mishnayas on a more than just a basic level so that they have real meaning uh, for us. And tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, Shabbos Kodesh ends at 5.57. Three minutes to six is the latest time for Shabbos to be, sorry, is <laughs> is when Shabbos is over. You don't have to end it then. You feel free to Keep Shabbos for as long as you want to. After that time, but that is the time when you're allowed to end Shabbos and we go into another beautiful, beautiful week. Next week will be Shabbos, Shabbos Mavorchim. But that's all the time we have. Let me just wish all of you a beautiful, good Shabbos, Shabbos Shal Shalom, Shabbos Shal Bracha, Shabbos Shal Yerushamayim, and Shabbos of inspiration. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking time to be part of our radio family. And to each and every one of our radio family, a good Gebench to Shabbos.